<laughs> so, all right, here we go. Season four, episode eleven of the Art Fight Podcast. Welcome, Logan Nash. Welcome, Joe Nolan. Welcome, welcome, Brian Siskind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My last name Thanks is Siskind, and it's funny because um, people either say Siskind or Siskind. Yeah, Siskind. I kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever mispronounces you, either be? one of your names. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone thinks I yeah. own the city of Nashville, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, what about this? You strike me, Logan, as somebody who do... Are you somebody who gets your last name said a lot, too? Like, almost everybody I know calls me Joe Nolan. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, in high school, I played baseball, and they called uh, me just Nash a lot, especially oh, in, okay. in college. There was another kid on the team named Logan. So, I was just Nash. Nash, get over here. Nash, come here. Nash, Nash go run 20 per, yeah. you know, balls. Yeah. I was always Siskin. Nash, shut the hell up. <laughs> Siskin. Yeah. yeah. Colin Siskin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds like a great general name. General? General Siskin. General, General Siskin. Siskin. My, my, Do um, this. I, I feel... <laughs> so my, my wife, her uh, maiden last name is Parker, and she's so she's a teacher, and so she's always been Miss Parker, mm. which is a great teacher name, right? Perfect, yeah. <laughs> and it just flows, and then now we're married, and so she's Mrs. Siskind. Yeah, it's just, she's like, thanks a lot. It's just... <laughs> it's like a name that the will give... kids are all going to hate you. Yeah, they're all going to develop a lisp yeah, uh, one for, way or the Mrs. other. Mrs. Siskind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, but hey man, welcome back. Thank uh, you for having I me. I love having returning guests. Oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, and And the reason why you're here is because uh, you have some some battle that you're about to go do soon enough, right? That's correct. Yeah. April 20th, I'm going to be fighting in Murfreesboro, Tennessee in the main event against Tommy Scribner for the featherweight title. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds so great. Is that the, the expo? <laughs> correct, at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. Is this yeah. the Jonathan Ivey thing again? Yes, okay. it's the, yes, the same show. Jonathan I, Ivey I'm, Cage I'm, Fighting Championship. That's correct, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really good. I've known Jonathan Ivey since I was, a, man, like a kid, like 18 mm. years old and uh, he's just been so kind to me and so nice to me over the years, and uh, I, I almost feel like I owe it to him to, to, you know, pay him in respect by competing as much as possible for him. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. cool. Give him, a, give him a good show. One thing I w that I'm interested in, Logan, and one of the things I've been most looking forward to talking to you about is that when you were on our show the first time, which is what like a year ago it's or a, a little bit longer. Anyway, but you had you had actually just at that point you had just recently had your first mma fight right yeah and you won it might have even been before my first fight i think it was think right it was? before because here's oh, the thing everybody that every fighter that's on this show they win their next fight oh, oh well. yeah Dude, keep that in mind guys <laughs> so i can sleep tonight but at some point so but it's I, I thought it was on that show but maybe it was just at some point when we were talking in the gym i thought that you had said at some point that you were like I'm not going to do any more MMA fights. I'm just going to coach jujitsu and work at being a coach. Did you say that or did you think that? And what made you change your mind? Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've definitely said that in the past. And yeah. honestly, it's, it's all about opportunities to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. So like what, uh, whatever I get an opportunity, whether it be MMA, jujitsu, kickboxing, I really want to keep my options and mind open. I want to be a well-rounded martial arts artist. So mm -hmm. like I think about being able to box, being able to wrestle, being able to do jujitsu. I want to compete in every single martial arts mm. combat sport that there is. I literally want to go do Taekwondo one time. I want to do a wrestling tournament all before I'm too old to do that and too broken, right? <laughs> so my goal is just to do whatever opportunity presents itself. Uh -huh. And uh, I honestly wasn't sure about fighting anytime soon this year. And uh, I came up with this, or I, I had this opportunity presented to me and it was too good of an opportunity 
to not take you know mm-hmm. i've been wanting to fight this guy tommy scribner for a, a, a pretty long time now uh, i think his antics are funny he's a wild man we put on a good show mm-hmm. and so uh when jonathan came came to me with this idea just of fighting him for the title in the main event i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. come on man yeah let's do it yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of a no-brainer uh-huh. so I, i'm still keeping my options open in jujitsu uh, again, kickboxing, boxing, uh, these are all things I want to do. The biggest thing is I want to start collecting some titles for our team. Mm-hmm. We're trying to grow the Legion Jiu-Jitsu squad and, mm-hmm. and, and the accolades that come with that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've said this to you before, and I've mentioned it on the show more than once, but you know, when I was uh, first found what was, you know, the, the Legion gyms have grown out of the UFC gym right. in Hendersonville. It's a little bit of a complicated story. But, uh, but when I first started at that UFC gym with you and everybody else who's now in the, in the Legion team, um, uh, I, uh, you know, I was doing my best to find like a cool place that was convenient, that had the things I wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. But it's been super I've been very happy with the fact that it's like I that you know the team has been so successful already with you know the various uh you know like with Donovan winning right. his belt and defending it and and also the, on the podcast and won immediately. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so you know um uh Andrea Lee's Andrea Lee's yeah yeah yeah. And they um uh um but they uh was to say, but and, and like whatever, like when I see everybody the jujitsu tournaments, all the medals you guys have right. won, or, or like Chase has all those katanas that he won. Those Amazing. things are awesome. I can't. I want one of those so bad. And he could just choke a grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just see how successful the team really is, and I just feel like it's. It makes me feel so good that it's like not only am I getting, not only am I, did I make the healthy choice to get the kind of exercise I needed and all this stuff, but like I'm learning some real shit from some real motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, one big thing that Sean Patton always talks about who is kind of like the creator of UFC gym and actually mm-hmm. like the creator of Legion yeah. uh, is talking about is leading from the front, mm-hmm. right? And that's, we've got our three right. main Former coaches. Green Beret, Sean Patton. That's right, that's right. So, and, and then just having him as my mentor for the, for the past four years yeah. now, like I've just learned a whole lot. I've really, it's, it's helped me grow honestly like into, mm-hmm. a, into a grown adult right mm-hmm. rather than just being like a kid seeing his perspective having him tell me stories and mm-hmm. things and and why we need to get the job done it makes me feel really silly about the petty things in my life yeah. <laughs> he, has a, he has a big like i really enjoyed having him on the podcast yeah. as well he has a really big uh sort of vision i, I think of uh you know just in the way that he's approaching the entrepreneurial side of yeah. it and uh, that's i mean that's really kind of what we're all about in this podcast anyway is sort of finding the interesting sort of uh fulcrum points or or points of overlap with you know what being a martial artist is or even just an observer of martial arts but Mm -hmm. also like how that folds into other things you're doing and i've just like what an example he is of somebody that's just hyper focused hyper disciplined and can interrelate all of those things and he approaches the the business side of it uh, you know, in the same way that people are innovating jujitsu and uh, honoring the past while also innovating, uh, you know, he's doing that with, with essentially business and how martial arts has been in, in, in the modern idiom, not marketed very well. Mm. The business end of it, maybe not done. There's a few shining examples, right? Mm. Like Eddie Bravo or people like that. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it seems like there's a whole sort of sea change that has to happen with the way that martial arts is, is bought, sold, uh, mm. packaged and marketed, which is, you know, it, just like anything right like if you're a musician or whatever the last thing you want to do if you're like the person that's like deepest into the actual practice you don't want to be the person that's also thinking about the marketing and also thinking about yeah. the, what is ultimately the job of some other party the record label or whoever mm-hmm. you right. know so for somebody like him to have such a solid 
interdisciplinary grasp of all of it it was really cool to to have him sort of talk all that out here yeah man for sure and he he does it all too man like he does the marketing side but he also coaches classes yeah you know yeah. competes competes as well and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you've ever watched him compete but he is just go 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 and mm-hmm. just like just like in his mindset about business yeah he's, uh, go 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 on the mats as well yeah yeah you know but the the, the big thing is we talk about like lead, the leading from the front right we've got him and he's always out there on the mats competing right he's always mm-hmm. out there doing jiu-jitsu uh, we're trying to get him to do yeah. MMA as well get get him back into the cage right uh, and then we've got our head professor professor Gabriel Silva who's also always out there competing he's going to be competing uh, April 13th a week before my fight in a super fight against a really high level grappler somebody mm-hmm. who's on EBI the Eddie Bravo Oh, cool. He's going to be going against him. So he's taking on some tough challenges, Uh leading from the front as well. So that's what we're all about is just motivating our guys by not just saying like, "Eh, get out there, go do it. Right. We're like, this is how it's done. Now you follow suit. Yeah, and then and then that's how we're gonna build our our, our legion, so to speak. We're gonna, we're gonna build our com- competition team competitors by mm-hmm. leading from the front and then seeing who follows. Yeah, that's cool. So Sean, it's just so people can keep up with this with this chat. Sean Patton is also he's basically the head coach at the Nashville Correct. Legion, which is on Trinity Lane in uh, in East Nashville, right next to Grimey's. And you, yeah, right, right. next to the new Grimey's. And that yeah. place is the coolest. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And that that well, it's crazy too because that building that Legion is in, the front half of that building is going to turn into a brewery slash like coffee roaster or something and it's like that's what everybody keeps saying it's going to be like like after my friday fundamentals class it's going to be like yeah just yeah. you know just like take off your gee top <laughs> head over there and get some beers but um uh um but there's that place and then you're the head uh jujitsu coach now up at the legion gym in hendersonville correct yeah correct. yeah yeah. that's really great i was very happy for you when that happened and then jason baker our who hasn't actually been on the show yet but we'll get him on here soon he is doing all the kids classes and stuff up there now right yeah yeah so he's an assistant coach for for legion mm-hmm. as well and then uh-huh. and then professor gabriel runs the murfreesboro location he's our yeah. head professor so he kind of right. sends out a curriculum things right. like that you know he makes like if we've got a special thing coming up or if there's anything he wants us to work in the particular week we're always going back to gabriel to see you know look for guidance there in terms of mm-hmm. what what to teach what to do things like that yeah that's cool i was gonna say um you when uh when you were talking about like you know, uh, wanting to, you know, expand and grow the Legion team and all that. Aren't there plans? This is something that Kyle's told me about. Um, crazy Kyle Lee, who is, yeah, teaches the striking class at yep. the East Nashville location. Um, he, and he'll also be fighting on, on the 20th, yes, right? He He's so going to fight I, right before I, you. I believe right? he'll be in the co-main event against Lee Pope going for the, his second title for the light, light heavyweight championship, light heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he man he's he yeah. just doesn't care he's wild he's going up 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 a weight division yeah he'll fight just about anybody and, he's and, is, a big, and that promotion guy. is light heavyweight two hundred five yes yes isn't that true pounds. like in some promotions the the weights are a little bit different they used to do that in pride a little bit but yeah. now it's pretty much standard stone right yeah yeah so at lightweight you're at 165 is that right so I'm actually featherweight 145 oh featherweight okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah so I, yeah I compete at 145 okay yeah and then and then uh, Kyle already has what the middleweight title yeah. is that so, right yeah and that's so this is a champ champ this is a champ champ this situation. is a champ yeah, champ champ situation that's right yeah that's cool, man. Um, and now, are these fights pro fights or are they amateur fights? They're all amateur They're fights. They're all amateur yep. fights, okay. Um, and see, people don't necessarily know how all that stuff works, but... Yeah, I mean, just uh, when, you, when you first start out, you fight amateur and then you fight a few times. Some, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, uh, if I go pro, it'll only be after a, a couple fights, but some guys will get 
20, 30 fights of amateur experience. Right. The guy I'm fighting has got about 20 fights of amateur experience. Oh, wow. Uh, but you can you can go pro, essentially, after a few pro f- or a few amateur fights. Like, right. Kyle's about to go pro probably after this fight. Yeah, that's cool. And now, what is the, how does that get governed? Is that by a commission or, like, or... That I'm not entirely sure. You know I'd what I mean? I'd actually have to look into that a little more, to be honest, to give yeah. you a clear answer. Like, you just raise your hand, be like, I'm going pro. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just declare it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going yeah. pro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a sanctioning body at play that you yeah. have to get like a pro card through. Yeah. Yeah. And so also um speaking of uh so I was able to catch in your last fight you did a bit of a celebration after you won. Yep. Um a little bit unconventional, <laughs> not something I'd seen before. Not as crazy as uh, what's his face that just won and injured himself, uh, Johnny. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Johnny, oh man, Johnny yeah. Walker. Yeah, with the he literally flop. didn't get hit the whole fight that he injured himself. Isn't that a bummer? <laughs> That's insane. But uh, but uh, Joe, are you familiar with what Logan did after he won? Yeah, you you hung on the fence uh, by your feet like a bat upside <laughs> down, right. and then it became something of a viral sensation. Yeah. Logan. So uh, <laughs> honestly, it was one of those things. Like months before my first fight, I actually. Uh, we had a cage inside my uh, inside the UFC gym, uh-huh. and I would just hang upside down and stretch out. Kind of, it's, it's a good back stretch, like a gravity you know? boots kind like, of thing. It's like an inversion table. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would like, oh look at this. I'm this is the bat hang. Oh, I think I'm going to do this in my fight, you know. And it was kind of like a joke. Uh-huh. And then I honestly, I offered it to do uh, for Jason Baker to do it to see if he wanted to do it after his fight. And he uh-huh. said, No, no, man, it's your idea. Uh, you, yeah. you do it for yourself. Yeah. So I was like, All right, man, I'm going to do it when I when I win my first fight. I'm, I'm going to get up on the cage and do a bat hang. Yeah. So uh, you know, I want I, I submitted my opponent, ran up to the cage and hung it's really hard to do it on there it's kind of a cheaper cage (laughs) and like your feet are kind of sweaty after like a a real fight and stuff and then like your your muscles are all shocked yeah so i had to really like hold on but uh yeah it's it's something that i just kind of came up with out of of just curiosity do you have a nickname a fighter nickname i don't have a fighter nickname i think you do now i've been thinking about going with the bat or or the batman or something (laughs) that works perfect man logan the bat nash yeah i haven't committed like nashville the batman building like there's a lot of like yeah, it's, it's got cool. it's got a ring to it, I guess. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know, um, I I say go. For, I mean, I I'm not your manager, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say like that's your nickname. That it's, it's possible. Yeah. It's or do you possible. like? Have, do you have uh, people have to give themselves? Wait, no. You somebody has to give you the nickname, right? <sighs> Man, you can make your. I, mean, I think you just did. It's weird. Like you know, I, people like I remember when Misha Tate was in Strike Force and she was. Uh, um, she had a different nickname, right? She was uh, Takedown. Yeah, Takedown. Takedown take Tate. Uh-huh. And then, like, one of her last fights in Strike Force, she changed to Cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I wonder if she came up with that. Yeah. Who knows? I think that, like, was it just the rhyme scheme wasn't working? Or, like, what, what would comp- how many meetings did that take? I don't right? know. Like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I mean, yeah. she had a lot of takedowns in her career. So yeah. it was, like, kind of an appropriate nickname. And, Take down Tate. It kind of goes good. It's so funny how, like, back in those Strike Force days, I remember, like, you know, when she fought Ronda. Like at the time, I had been following Ronda early, early on, and was so impressed with her. And I was a fan. I was a big fan. And I just thought she was really cool and raw and telling it like it is and just destroying people. And it was amazing. And so I was just like a huge fan. And then, and at the time, like Misha Tate, I felt like was sort of a little bit of a kind of a debutante or something. Mm. She kind of had this attitude and sort of the way that they kind of meshed was a perfect sort of rivalry, like you know, or, uh, 
they sort of meshed well together and obviously that went on to become a more more of a rivalry but I, my point is just I think it's really funny that back in the Strike Force days like I was a big Ronda fan and I kind of was irritated by Misha Tate's deal at that yeah. time and then flash forward now like in the latter part of Ronda's career I got really irritated with her and was really a big Misha Tate fan yeah mm-hmm. well you know when they fought the third time and Misha stuck out her hand after their fight and to like congratulate Rousey and Rousey kind of turned her back that was a big that, yeah that was there's a little small yeah moments of of sportsmanship or, or lack thereof yeah that go a long way yeah and, and it's so important to to remember that and keep your composure in the cage and and and, on, and these for these fighters on camera things like that yeah um but then also like just her win over holly home was so epic yeah that you know just seeing Fifth that round ah, come on man that's yeah, yeah you got to go for All it you the know you're down, down yeah, and yeah. you go for it and, and it works yeah like that was a big turning moment and i was a big holly fan after the ronda fight i was yeah. i was all on board with holly home yeah but seeing yeah. Misha make it happen in the fifth round and choke her out choke her out out make her take a nap yeah holly was still punching that air. was crazy oh that's right she was I unconscious remember, punching yeah. air yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was wow she thought she was boxing again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think you're right though that was that was it I just think it's interesting how like you know over the years you have these just like same thing with Conor McGregor like when yep. he was coming up I was a huge advocate and fan and just thought oh, like man. man this guy's like just blazing a trail and now I just kind of find him fully irritating yeah sure I, uh, but, I, he's, he's, yeah. but he's he is fucking smart yeah <laughs> he knows what he's doing yeah, yeah 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 I mean even with these like sort of brushes with the law kind of things or whatever I feel like it's all a little bit on a schedule yeah. yeah you know i think yeah. he's just trying to stay relevant at this point stay yeah. in the limelight he's doing yeah. a lot of his, his media team's working hard he's at a lot of events yeah the cowboys game exactly. at the Bruins game you exactly know? there's no uh he's not doing this just to do it you know yeah yeah oh and one of the things that like we wanted this show to be um in, in maybe not as formalized a way as a lot of people do it but um we have ufc nashville in town this week yeah. and the fights are this weekend and so i thought it'd be great to mm-hmm. kick this this episode out pretty quick and let this be especially with you here to get insights on sort of the card as we see it and yeah. and uh and do a little bit of our own sort of an art fight art fart, art, art fight <laughs> uh, art fight podcast style uh sort of look at what's what's here who's uh-huh. here what's it, going on because uh it, honestly we've thought about doing these kind of things in the past in a little bit yeah. more formalized way but we're like man everybody's breaking this stuff down like what yeah. are we gonna just like nine you know, fucking oh, man, i could talk billion. about fights all day <laughs> but, but you know the ufc nashville is here uh so i thought maybe we kind of run through that and not let that be like at the end of the episode uh-huh. did either of you guys sure. go to the workouts yeah i went to the open workouts yesterday oh, yeah. it was I awesome yeah i didn't go to, I, I should have gone pettis and oh cool and uh one Boy Thompson, yeah, and, you know, yeah, just seeing him in person, it's it's so it's so surreal, you know. Yeah. You see him on on TV. I've been following Stephen Thompson since way you know back in the WC in like WC, yeah. and uh, like just for years and years. And I was I watched it live when he did the Showtime kick against Ant, or uh, against yeah. Ben Henderson. Yeah, 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 Man, yeah. It was just so cool to see him in person, throwing those kicks and yeah. moving around guys so flexible this is going to yeah. be this the spinningest of spinning shit for sure <laughs> and in his work, open workout anthony pettis had the guy throwing spinning kicks to him and he was countering with spinning dude it's going to be a tornado and it's cool because wow. both, of, both of them yeah. I, I love they're, the fact they're, they're going to go with it yeah because both of them are at a point and they're sort of standing right now where there's kind of a long line and they're not necessarily like next up but they're not yeah. like sagging in the rankings necessarily yeah. either so like i think they have enough to fight for to where it's a it's a big headlining it's definitely a fight. good fun fan fight man. yeah you i mean know. i can't imagine mean, really it's gonna be i mean it could be 
It could be one of the best of the year. I hope it is. Well, yeah. Anthony Pettis has never been knocked out, and uh, Wonder Boy is just awesome. So I, I hope right. I hope it isn't just like a, a, a wonder one of those Wonder Boy boring fights where they just kind of stand there. Yeah, like the, like like the Woodley really fight. You mean? Where yeah. both gotta, you know, everybody's afraid to pull the trigger. Yeah, I yeah. really hope. Well, they that's go why I think it won't be because like the Woodley uh, Wonder Boy fight, there was, the stakes were so high, right? It was yeah. a championship fight, so mm-hmm. you're just gonna be. I think Pettis will go after it more. Yeah. I yeah. think it'll be more yeah. like the Masvidal fight. Right? I hope so. Yeah, that was a great I fight. Hope so. I, hope it, Dude, I hope it goes five, though. Just run know? out and stomp him yeah. in the midsection. <laughs> I love the way that he was doing that stuff. I mean, more like when, when he fought Wonderboy, right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, um, uh, I love the way that he does. I, you can you can probably put this in words better than I can, but he's doing this stuff with Masvidal where he's like, Stepping off and then throwing the sidekick, but yeah. he's almost throwing like a back kick, you know, because yeah. he's throwing it. He's like looking over his shoulder with the sidekick. Super creative, and it's like, yeah. And Masvidal's like moving in with punches, and all of a sudden he's he's gone from the center line, and then the, the, here comes. And as he's turning, the kick's there. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just like, god damn, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, that guy no, you, is so you broke good. it down perfect, man. <laughs> just getting off the center line is what's so yeah. key. Head movement, getting off the center line, and setting and distance. You know, yeah. he's a master at distance. And yeah, range. big time finding your range and distance is so important yeah and those kicks are fucking something else man yeah and but like you say but here's the thing i wonder about with this i think thompson's gonna win because i think thompson's just too fucking big because like what's his name's going up a weight class right and he's not a big guy you know what i mean that's kind kind of the narrative here yeah is is if any if there's a logical reason that's that's the logical reason yeah uh i think maybe are we gonna break this down like fight by fight are we just gonna like are we just talking about well, it we don't need to go through the whole it. card yeah but uh but we're already here so let's just yeah yeah, yeah sure so we're gonna go yeah. ahead and <laughs> i mean so outside of the main i know the co-main event is willis versus blades i don't know any fights to be honest i'd have to if you could tell me and i'd be like oh yeah but yeah so it's not so it's, thompson pettis <laughs> it's no pay-per-view uh yeah blades willis uh mcdessie uh pinedo oh okay um, john mcdessie's pretty good yeah, yeah. he's been and around, then, um, around well uh oh lewis uh lewis pena's fighting okay yeah yeah oh, yeah okay. uh and then uh steven peterson who i don't know who that is uh macy barber's fighting jj aldrich oh yeah she was supposed to fight holly holm macy. yeah yeah she's she's an interesting one in the sense that I, it's interesting like i feel like that the female fighters have this different i don't know kind of um marketing impetus for themselves that sure. that the male fighters don't have and just maybe for good reasons and bad reasons but like you know i've seen her coming out in the media saying like sort of i'm gonna be the next ronda rousey mm-hmm. i'm gonna show you kind of stuff and it's like i don't know uh, are you saying if a guy said that it wouldn't be as cool I, well it just seems like i i guess I, what i feel like is that when a female fighter says i am going to be the next uh, like when a male fighter says I'm going to be the next Mike Tyson or I'm going to be the next whatever it's, it's about cocky. like common like sort of I, I, I'm going to be the next knockout artist or I'm going to be yeah. the next whatever title holder or something that's really just based on sort of merit and something uh, about how they actually perform stylistically mm-hmm. or, or whatever Macy Barber is not saying like I'm going to become an Olympic judoka and then weave my way like she's saying I'm going to be the next Ronda Rousey like because of just uh, the notoriety and the I'll be the next big star female face yeah. of of yeah. whatever she and could so, be and she could she be. totally could be I guess I just feel like when I saw that it was sort of like 
I don't know, whenever I see fighters do things like that, I kind of wonder, like, is somebody in their ear or is that something that they actually believe and they're saying? And, and ultimately, you know, you see a lot of MMA media say this very well, but they, they, all fighters are liars and mm-hmm. they're all saying God knows whatever for God knows whatever reason and there's some reason for it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, always this is the best camp I ever had. This is, right. you know, whatever. And then as soon as the fight's over, it's like, well, well I had a torn ACL. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, so, but Macy Barber... Uh, uh, definitely like you know she's uh, undefeated she's won six fights I mean so six mm. pro fights so I mean that could be a, a you know and I, honestly I, I really enjoy watching the, the females uh, female fighters uh, in a very different and more interesting way I think than a lot of the male fighters because they're just so flexible and the combat is just a, it's, it feels different mm-hmm. um, and I think generally with the, the Rousey Tate exception I think I feel like sportsmanship and kind of like I feel like there, a lot of times there's less bravado there or something like it's just more mm, about sure. like what they're doing yeah yeah. I think not, that's this is not empirical yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely fair to say I, I like I like the point you brought up though about like why do fi- why do fighters lie yeah you know like why do why do they lie about everything yeah <laughs> like cause in my opinion like you can say yeah, like oh this is the best fight camp I've ever had or you can be like yeah, I've been battling injuries I've been doing this I think that's something that again it all it's all about authenticity like, yeah. why mm-hmm. do people like Conor McGregor because we believe it we believe it's him if you yeah. if you see him on the street you'd expect nothing less yeah right but like uh, why do we have to be these perfect superhuman athletes when we're not you know mm-hmm. there's nothing that separates fighters than normal people outside of the will to go do it yeah and the will to look fear in the face and just go face it anyway mm-hmm. whether it be with a broken back a broken neck a broken knee whatever mm-hmm. you saw Cain Velasquez going out there and he was pretty confident compromise in my opinion it looked like i actually saw his open workout video and it looked like he buckled his knee before the fight mm. but he, he's gonna go out there saying oh i'm fine i'm 100 percent," and you know until after but like mm. my point is is like why can't we be authentic i'm not saying we have to be like i've got a hurt knee and they hear, kick my knee you know <laughs> right, like, right. I, I got bad ribs you don't want to show all your cards right, right? Yeah, you yeah. don't want to show your cards but it, it's <sighs> why did people like the movie Die Hard so much? Because John McClane wasn't a perfect super soldier. He was a normal average guy getting his ass kicked throughout the whole movie, but he still made it happen and he got it done. Mm -hmm. That's what I think a lot of people in MMA are looking for. They're looking for somebody normal to get behind, like a Forrest Griffin, things like that. Mm -hmm. They want to relate. And all these people who are or working on their cliches as they'd say in Bull Durham that it's not gonna, it's not going to get them everywhere it's going to only get them so far mm-hmm. uh you know i i think i think we're missing somebody who's really could can talk trash but also be honest and be authentic and say you know hey i've been battling injury, injury injuries or whatever it may be you know i i, I don't think there, yeah. there's the need to lie like fighters mm-hmm. do but but they do so my question <laughs> is why yeah yeah did i make a good point I mean, I, I, sub- so, I, sub- yeah. I, sub- I think it's also like um, I don't know. Like, it, what would you do if you were, you know, Joe? If you were single and you were on a first date, I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> and then that might get you a second date, but is that going to get you a healthy relationship? Well, you're just going to know, and it won't. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And this, and this is going to get the fighters so far, but is it right. going to get them everything that they could? possibly want right yeah i yeah. don't think so i think, I think, you're, I think you're i think you're uh, right about a lot of this stuff and i think it's i think it's something that people respond to in general and i think it's that you know being yourself and just authentically being yourself is ultimately like the most 
inviting charming thing that you can do yeah and i think you're right that it's like you we just see so many people who it's like especially in the post mcgregor era it's like everybody's just trying to like it's like oh wear the wear wear uh fancier clothes and and talk a bunch and and do outrageous things and it's a lot of it's nonsense a lot of it's just the same old trash talk you know that's why ben Askren is so popular though because he's so authentic Mm, and he doesn't seem like he's like in front of a camera you feel, you feel like you're talking to a guy named ben yeah. you know and all these guys they they get the camera his dad on. bod yeah 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 people get there yeah, yeah they yeah. see him and they're That's just wild. like well hell i could do this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is wrestle for 30 years yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly you see him like crush those watermelons <laughs> guy's strong. it's like i know that's the thing it's like he doesn't look like he's like all ripped or anything but man oh man he'd fucking squeeze your head in half <laughs> you look at some of the best MMA athletes it's it's almost not a lot of the times about the body like uh, yeah. a lot of the times like a guy a lot of guys with a high high muscle count and then like low body fat yes gas because there's right. a lot honestly like fat will get you there longer like yeah. fat is better long term Roy yeah. Nelson yeah well yeah it was it's why like why the uh the long-term runners aren't jacked ever they never have yeah. any muscle they're just like all fat yeah but they just can run forever because yeah. muscles need oxygen yeah right, right. you got it and, and people so, don't realize yeah. that i mean they don't that that ultimately i mean for every fucking just like you know i can't think of i can't think of like who would be a great example of this maybe tj dillashaw would be a great example of somebody who's completely ripped just because he's so Natural. naturally gifted naturally gifted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but he but but i i just feel like you know people don't get that it's like it's a lot more like you know for every fight you see where like somebody just gets dropped in the first minute or something it's like mm, most of the time it goes on and on and on and these sports are endurance sports they're not yeah. they're not quick sports it's a lot more like long distance running like you say than yeah it's you long know. distance running mixed in with quick explosions like football yeah, like right quick collisions yeah like but there's not as much fucking diddling around yeah. fucking off or like you do in football I mean football it's just like rah yeah, and then chill and out chill, for a couple right, minutes right, and right. it's like uh, jiu-jitsu class is not like that no, unfortunately <laughs> like i said it's, it's like long term with quick spikes of like maybe it's yeah. a scramble extra or torture a takedown, right yeah, yeah. and then and then either recovery from that or if, if your scramble will go on for too long if that spike gets too long you'll start redlining your body mm-hmm. and one of you will gas or both of you will gas mm-hmm. that, that's what happens a lot is just when you're scrambling for too long right you get out of you get out of your comfort zone when you're scrambling mm-hmm. so then your heart rate goes up and then your nervous system right. reacts and then that's how you get so tired right and then my whole complete game plan falls apart that's right that's what usually happens to me i feel like i'm doing great for like a minute and then it's like okay now you're tired now you're all your skills are gone (laughs) have you you ever noticed if it's like did you get put in a bad spot you know if you're if you're always in good spots it's almost you're almost never going to get tired but if you ever get like even in side control you're uncomfortable if you get uncomfortable you're going to get tired really fast right because your blood pressure is going to spike your heart rate's going to spike right yeah so it's all about being comfortable in every situation so yeah you got to drill every spot every situation yeah eventually the the goal is to have no uncomfortable situations yeah i'm still working on that. yeah yeah no i can tell you man i do not like getting i don't though that's like the worst thing in jujitsu to me is that sensation that you are getting just smothered. You know yeah, what I mean? And sure. you just got some motherfucker just on you and and you can't escape and they're not tapping you mercifully. Yeah. They're just smothering yeah. you. And that's the worst. And that's and that's a hundred percent the 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 hardest thing is that then you start to you start to fucking lose it. You start to panic and freak out about it. And and it's like that's definitely like the thing that I'm always like before every class, it's like 
I'm just like getting stretched out, doing my thing. But a lot of it is I'm just trying to fucking calm yeah. down. So because exactly. if you don't calm down, because that's it's got to you got to be fast and explosive and and attacking and all this kind of stuff. But you got to be calm, or or you're going to get really tired really fast. Well, here's one thing I wonder. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I wonder that might be in contrast to that, mm-hmm. and I could be totally wrong, but like I was just thinking about uh, when you were talking about sort of the the pain and struggle of getting kind of big brothered by somebody. You That's know what awful. I mean? Like I was just thinking about like what Usman <laughs> did to to Woodley, and like all of the um, oh man unconventional ways that he was just like covering his face yeah. and mm-hmm. like you know I mean you've seen people do that before, but like he was just a hundred percent persistently focused on I'm going to deprive this person of everything I can deprive them of at all times through every bit of this like relentless nonstop. Yeah. It wasn't like a momentary thing where you kind of like, Oh, I'm going to lay on this guy for a while and make him hurt. Or it wasn't anything like that. It was just so crazy, pervasive and persistent. So I guess what I'm, and then you see the way that, that Woodley uh, responded or essentially didn't respond. I feel like, I see this a lot. Maybe you can speak to this, Logan, because I'm not a fighter, but um, you see this a lot, I think. I, I think you saw it also in the McGregor-Khabib uh, fight where somebody who's really touted, who's perhaps got the most pressure on them, it seems to happen the most, where uh, they all of a sudden end up in an adverse situation early in the fight and they are wise and they are not trying to muscle out of things or burn themselves out or you know anything like that they're trying to be patient they're trying to be calm but then you see situations where it's like um it's i feel like what happens is this is just my observation i feel like a lot of the fighters that are in that situation where they're they're the high stakes fighter they're all of a sudden getting uh matched really well all of a sudden they're getting smothered they're trying they're maybe somebody's got them down they're trying to just play it cool and like this is a five round championship fight like don't burn yourself out Mm -hmm. but then what happens is that they there's i feel like that what happens is there's some element of confusion about like where being strategically calm is versus being pridefully inert like like i don't know how to explain it like where because uh, if you're not getting like pelted immediately right in the face, right, you can kind of just lay there with it, right? You saw uh-huh. you saw Woodley just kind of look half asleep a lot of the time, and I'm thinking, you know, I think a lot of the people in the middle of watching that fight were thinking, this is just some sort of calm before the storm. Like there's right. going to be another round, so he's going to come out and like he's Can't resting right now. That. He's 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 giving the guy the round or whatever. Like I'm not going to burn all my energy to try to get up right now. There's two minutes left. Let right. him. He's just kind of laying on me. He's not doing any damage. Same thing with the McGregor Khabib fight, right? Uh-huh. Like where it was the first round. Like okay, that happened, and strategically he just didn't really try to get up that hard. He didn't he didn't panic. He didn't do anything. But I feel like like I said, there's just this point where people that are the 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 uh, favorite usually they and the expectations on them to win. They're, they're, they're you know I feel like that they have some weird point where uh, you can kind of see that they've resigned to something. It's not just about strategy. Does that, do you ever see yeah, that? Do no, you ever observe that or witness that? They call that like the front runner syndrome where, ah, you're, where you're used to being. It's a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you're used to being on top for so long and, and not used to getting adversity. When you get some pushback and you get some adversity, you don't know how to handle it or you don't know how to take it because you're not ready for it. You're not used to it. Mm. Kind of like uh, McGregor's first fight with Diaz. He He's used to dominating everybody his whole UFC career. This guy hits him. He hits him as hard as he can, you know, hits Diaz. And he doesn't go down. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, uh oh. Yeah. And then he gets hit back. And then as soon as he faced adversity in that fight, he was done. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the time it's that. But then also, at your other point about waiting too long, 
Uh, yeah. Like if, if if you if you if you especially when you're explosive early, if you wait too long and try to conserve your energy, but wait too long, you're gonna get tired eventually. Like there's no mat, no matter how hard you try to save your energy, like getting punched in the face takes out your energy getting, <laughs> getting, getting taken out takes out your energy yeah like you could do nothing but as long if you're getting damage done to you or you're getting controlled and you're getting smothered you could rest as much as you want but if you if you're not allowed to rest by your opponent then there's no resting you're going to get tired either way so i think tyrone woodley was trying to kind of save his energy but by like rounds two and three he was really feeling that lactic acid build up in his arms and his chest mm. and his back and his legs couldn't do much by that point yeah. same with connor he didn't come out hard you know, against Khabib, he kind of waited. And then, honestly, better example would be with Floyd Mayweather. He mm -hmm. really took his time against Floyd and, and tried to pace himself. But 12 rounds or whatever they were going is a long time for him. He, yeah. he couldn't keep that pace, right? Yeah. So he knew he was going to fatigue. So what's the point in not just going for it all the way, fatigue in four rounds versus what he did? And eventually you're going to fatigue in, it, what, eight rounds? He yeah. Fatigued in? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It brings me some comfort to know that his strategy for fighting Mayweather would be the same as if I were fighting, fighting Mayweather. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, think, I really like, think this he, is not going to go well. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should have just went for it. I think he yeah. should have just, just went after him yeah, hard yeah. And, and just made him a fight, made, made him be in a dog fight. Fight, yeah you know, i hate that i, I feel that but. i feel that all the time when i'm watching certain certain people like like you know that that's the path yeah and they just can't i don't know what it is they won't like just grab that horn or whatever it is mm -hmm. like they just won't turn that thing yeah. up that they've got to turn up and this is all stuff that i'm never going to understand and that most people will never understand because they don't know what that experience mm -hmm. is yeah uh sometimes it's just a matchup and and sometimes you just match up very poorly yeah sometimes just being in there is just so overwhelming and so scary like i could only imagine anthony smith with john jones you know it's, yeah it's easy when you're watching that fight to be like oh my god anthony smith go on offense man would you please yes, go after that's exactly jones? great example you know i'm saying the whole fight jones wasn't countering at all every time smith would come in he would just back away or put his hands up i'm like oh my goodness smith go for it go for it it's easy to say when you're not standing next yeah. to a guy who's six foot five with an 84 and a half inch reach. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. So I'm I, on the couch with like, like a Miller High Life. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then if, you, if you think about it through Anthony Smith's eyes, you know, he's four and a half feet away from this guy and almost getting poked in the eye because his reach is so long. Yeah. You know, like, it's different when you're you're there and live and just, uh, yeah, it's different when you're in, 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 the, in the flesh and live. Mm. Gosh. How do you uh, how do you match up with your opponent uh, for April twentieth? I mean, yeah, size so, wise and all that stuff. So he's, uh, to my knowledge, he's a little shorter than me. He's like a, an inch or two shorter than mm -hmm. me, and then he's just kind of like a little thicker. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he'll be cutting too much weight. If, my, if I had to guess, I, I mean, I've seen, I've talked to him and and, yeah. and and you know, seen him in person, and I would bet he's walking around at like 150, 155. Okay, he seems like he's a little uh, like a little more body fat, maybe. Uh, but he's a little shorter than me, which I, I really like. I really like to stay long and just stay on the outside. So mm -hmm. I think I think that'll, that'll play out well in terms of the striking. Yeah, that's cool. You know, is he primarily a striker or is he a jujitsu guy? He's, or? Man, he's mostly just a wild man. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen any videos of him knocking out anybody. Uh -huh. uh, I've seen him get a TKO finish, like ground and pound from mount. I've seen him submit people with like arm triangles and stuff. Uh -huh. uh, but I would say he's pretty well balanced overall. Uh -huh. um, I would say more of his work comes on the ground. Mm -hmm. um which is gonna play really well for me i would mm -hmm. be i hope he tries to take me down to the ground that'd be helpful mm -hmm. you know so yeah I, I think it's a really good matchup yeah that sounds good we'll, we'll have him on the podcast or we'll tell him that it's actually the podcast but we're just <laughs> gonna get all of his 
whatever that yeah, guy's strategy is. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then we'll just send you the file. Are, any injuries, <laughs> things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you should just be authentic and just tell us everything for real. Don't lie. Hey, I mean, <laughs> he's pretty authentic in terms of like, I mean, he's just crazy. Like he, he comes out in a gorilla costume. It's very bizarre <laughs> stuff. Wow. And, the gorilla uh, versus the bat. Yeah, the gorilla versus the bat. Is that his and name? The, is he the gorilla? I think so. I think he goes by the gorilla. So he, he comes out in a gorilla costume and then he talks a whole lot of crap, dude. It's hilarious. He, he really, I mean, he's been talking a, a bunch of crap to me I great love, i love it yeah. uh, personally I, yeah. I, I want people to come watch it so they can watch him get his ass kicked oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so i'm saying bring it on and and bring on all all whatever you want to say because it doesn't matter as long as we go do it as long as you say what you have to say and then show up on the night if you say all that stuff and then don't show up on april 20th then man then it's a problem then i've then i'm going to be offended by what you had to say because <laughs> then i really i don't care whatever you have to say to my face but say it right and then that's fine but don't say it and then not show up and not come ready to fight because it's really easy to get in an argument with somebody and get in a fight right you could do it any friday night downtown nashville i guarantee mm, it yeah. but it's hard to say hey we're gonna fight in six weeks i'll see you there Hey, we're going to fight in five weeks. Hey, we're going to, and think about this every single day. We're going to fight in four weeks. We're going to fight in three weeks. And we're going to sustain fight in that whole and energy. Sustain and, that yeah. confidence in yeah. yourself, right? The confidence without, because it's going to waver every now and then. It's going to slip. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're a human being. Because you're a human being. And not a crazy being, person. Or, or you get sick yeah. and then you're like, you, you can't even like stand up straight without like feeling like you're going to hurl and you're like, I'm not a good fighter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're compromised at that moment. But like, mm -hmm. honestly, like anytime I train, like after I train, I realize like, I'm pretty good at this. Like I'm not terrible. Mm -hmm. like, I, I've been I've been around the block a time or two. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like normally for me, whenever I get out of training and I don't train for a couple of days or a week or so, I start. That's when my confidence starts slipping in myself. Yeah. But as soon as I hit the mats or I, I hit the gym and I get back in it and do some sparring or do some rolling, I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, there's a reason I do this full time. <laughs> when you envision like the ideal outcome of of the fight, do you do you is it more appealing to you to sort of envision like I'm just going to take this guy out and it'll be easy, or is it something where you're like you know what I, I wouldn't mind like actually having a, a, a kind of a, a challenge you know or some, maybe to go a place I haven't gone yeah, yeah sure I mean like I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna rush it my first fight my goal is to get my opponent out of there as soon as possible and it took 58 seconds this one I'm gonna really take my time I'm not gonna rush anything like 90 seconds probably, uh. <laughs> probably like 90 seconds to two minutes yeah. you know I, I think honestly with him coming forward so much I think it's it's I'm gonna take my time but it's gonna be all enough time you know uh, I don't I, maybe it goes to the second round but I see it late late first round early second round finish mm -hmm. shot calling whether it be knockout TKO there's so many different ways I can do it that I, I, I honestly, I don't want to limit myself to one thing. There's <laughs> five, six, seven, eight possibilities that I really want to do, uh, but 30 or 40 are possible. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the situation that presents itself. Uh, it's kind of like when I do jujitsu, I try not to ever do the same submission twice in a, in a single roll. If I armbar you, I'm probably not going to armbar you the rest of the round. Like, I'm probably going to try a different thing uh, just to keep my options open like that. So whatever is there, I'm going to take. I've got some things in mind, but whatever is there, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just going to capitalize on it. If, it, I, if I had a really good arm bar, I would just do it every time. The, and, and, you, and you can. <laughs> yeah. You can. But like, what's not, people have specialties. Yeah. That's what's for not sure, good, yeah. though, is to force the arm bar when yeah. a triangle option is there. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's where you have to use not have uh, short sightedness and not mm -hmm. be, have tunnel vision on that. Yeah. You know, you got to keep your options open, but at the same time, work your game plan, work your bread and butter. Right. It, it's interesting too, how you see a lot of fighters uh, in situations where you know that they're, even just as an observer and not a practitioner, I can see that somebody's so focused on the path that they're trying to force right. things down that they're, they're, 
it's like the elbow to the face is right, right. there <laughs> and you're not all the time taking it like there's all these sort of uh tunnel vision things you kind of see going on where people are trying mm-hmm. to chain together whatever they've been drilling yeah. or whatever and they just irrespective of how dynamic uh the situation yeah. is and and it's really it's like it's it's easy to say it like on the couch and it's easier to even to say it like uh in hindsight watching your own fight yeah because it's like it's so fast like have you ever been on a roller coaster yeah it's like imagine being on a roller coaster but having to have body control <laughs> like when you're in a roller coaster you're like latched onto those that seat you're hanging on for your dear life and it's like it's a flash right the same thing with a fight it's over before it happens you have no control in what goes on it's all what you've been game planning for it's all like your body goes into autopilot i can't stress that enough mm-hmm. and it just you you lo- you lose control and somebody else comes out essentially yeah mm-hmm. so like if you've been training arm bars for six months the last six months you're probably gonna be going for a lot of arm bars you know mm-hmm. you just go into autopilot when does the tunnel vision sort of start like is it when you're sort of walking out is it something when you're like as soon as you hear the bell ring yeah for me it's for me for me it's as soon as i walk out and i know like the lights are on and people are watching like yeah that's as soon as i flip the switch and you just see focused focused logan i guess so to speak. <laughs> you know uh for that's when you turn the sonar on yeah for jujitsu it's it's a little different because it's not like a a, a walk <laughs> lead up you know you just kind of whenever i step on the mats for jujitsu that's when it kind of it, it, yeah it goes or normally when you make like first contact like yeah. you really like you make contact and you don't feel it because it's so you're just like so hyper right and it's just like oh okay here we go yeah you know? that reminds me of when i was like in high school playing football and it was always like i was just i would get so fucking psyched up to, yeah. for the fucking football game and the and the only cure was you had to get out there on at the kickoff and you had to go smash you somebody, go somebody. Yeah. and it, whether you maybe they knocked you on your ass it yeah. didn't matter but you had to go crash into somebody else yeah. and then you're like Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's good. Uh, now I know where I am now. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm not freaked out about all this and I'm I'm in it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For jujitsu tournaments, I used to warm up, I'd stretch, and then I would have like a full on roll with a with a buddy. Mm-hmm. And we we would do a we would do a full jujitsu round, like five mm-hmm. minutes, six minutes, and get a sweat in. Mm-hmm. Try to get your first match over with before your first match. Oh, ah, cool. Because you go into your first match and then it's done and you can't breathe, you can't open your hands, all your muscles hurt, and it's a nightmare. Like you feel like you're your Bambi uh, if you don't warm up properly if you go zero to 100 you're gonna redline your body real quick mm-hmm. you know it, it, like speed cars they gotta they gotta warm up they gotta take a couple laps around the track you know the tires right yeah. yeah 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 and then but all too often especially like at IBGJF tournaments they don't have warm-up mats mm. so you're like you're over on the side like doing some jumping jacks getting ready for your mm. for your fight and it's just ridiculous man like you, you got to be like everything's got to be warmed up like you got to activate your muscles like mm-hmm. I, I carry like uh one of those girly bands with me so i can activate my glutes activate my back <laughs> activate my core because it's like it's serious stuff like uh, yeah people don't take warm up warm as warms up ugh, oh i can't talk <laughs> warming up seriously enough yeah uh-huh. well I've, I've done um years ago i did a bunch of uh skydiving yeah. and the instructor said to me something that i've just thought was uh, the coolest thing I've, i might have mentioned this before but basically he said uh, this is like a military guy, you know, and they're doing like scenarios on you, like where you're you're pretending like you're flat flying on a like a bench, uh-huh. you know, but you're out in the arch position, and then they have uh, all these scenarios. They quick flash and run by you, like with pictures of like what the like what a bag lock looks like, like when you pull the chute and nothing happens. You have to be able to look up quickly, decipher what is the con- like. Why is this thing happening? This why is the shoot not opening? It's a bag lock because there's a line over or whatever. And so you quickly, you have to discern like um, 
whether that is a situation that you would then just immediately just cut to your reserve shoot, like get rid of that shoot, or if it's something that you should try to work through and maybe like through, you know, different response methods of getting the lines off of the bag or whatever it is to try yeah. to like get use out of that parachute before it's too late. But, you know, they're trying to explain to you um, that, uh, that slow is fast. Yes. And when you're under that kind of um, sort of mortal duress uh, that you don't understand, you might think that you're moving really methodically and really carefully but in reality you are just Everywhere. scampering yeah. through these this decision making mm. process and and whatever your responses are and so you had to like get trained up on you know all of that um it, but i just always end up really appreciating the idea of, of slow is fast yeah mm. and and I've, I've remembered that in a lot of other sort of stressful uh situations you know um where you've got to act or you know something's happening um, to just the, that mantra now is sort of stuck with me where it's like if some shit's going down and, and it requires a, a quick thorough response or somebody's injured or you come across a car accident I don't know whatever the hell it is in life that you just happens uh, I just have this thing inside that just says like slow is fast you might think that you're calmly going about this but you really need to check yourself because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they, would, they would say like when you wave off and pull to pull the chute they say like count to five <coughs> Uh, before you kind of look up, if you, count to five, and if your shoot's not open by then, look up and then start kind of look, assessing the situation. <laughs> so, like the first time I ever jumped, it was like one thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. You know, okay, okay, what's going on? You know, so, <laughs> you, five. <laughs> but there's something about yeah, when you're falling towards the earth at 120 miles an hour uh, with essentially a do or die scenario of, of some shit you've never even done before. Yeah, you're just uh, you're a little wound up. Sure. <laughs> so I can see how, um, like, I can see how in fighting situations where you know you you might be in a choke or you might be in a situation you don't want to be in and you need to hand fight or you need to do something as a proper response that's like the clinically known response to these things but you have to sort of slow yourself down in order to move methodically but still with urgency that's so crucial for like blood chokes like guillotines and arm in chokes stuff like that slowing your heart rate down because literally it's all it's a blood choke it's cutting the blood off to your oxygen you pump more bl- blood up to your brain you're gonna get choked out faster so it, it's it's so crucial not only to keep yourself calm but honestly to survive in chokes mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times i've just chilled slowed my heart rate down hand fought the best i could create as much space as i could uh and then from there just take your time mm-hmm. and then work out from there i was in a, a guillotine in one of my pro super fight jujitsu matches for like two minutes mm. and i mean dude it was it was a nightmare i was vomiting after it was so i was so <laughs> deprived of oxygen uh. that i literally like at the end of the match i was in side control and my coach told me to, to pass them out and i thought i was still in guard so I, I stood up and tried to pass and I was like oh I'm inside control I was so like messed up man because I was literally no oxygen for two minutes yeah 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 and so your just, brain was just, all foggy yeah. oh my gosh it was, it was, oh wait I'm uh, inside control it was a nightmare and then you're looking up at these like bright lights shining down at you and it's 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 a it's definitely like uh, we say in jujitsu: when you're comfortable in the worst case scenarios they cease to exist mm-hmm. that was one of those moments of uh of feeling the worst case scenario mm-hmm. uh but but n- next time i'll be i'll be a little more prepared hopefully mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's interesting i like um what is the what is the phrase the as it uh, smooth is fast right yeah like slow is smooth smooth is fast yeah you know? yeah yeah and, yeah and the same like um goes in the opposite if you're if you're 
if if you if you muscle stuff like if you muscle you're gonna get tired if you get tired you're gonna be slow and you're gonna be behind you're gonna have to muscle more and then and then mm. you're gonna get choked or you're gonna die like it's, it's yeah yeah it, it, it's all the same philosophy yeah. yeah it's super interesting i feel like um like we were talking earlier about that uh the fundamentals class that i like to go to on friday nights um that is like that's the reason why i like to go to that class because it's the whole thing is like slowed down and right. focused in and it's all about that like when where's where should my elbow be right, right now you know what i mean it's and, little details and, like that are crucial yeah and you're trying to do you're trying to really learn how to do this thing perfectly the first time you know what i mean and, and try not to develop shitty habits and all that kind of stuff and and also too you know I, i'm learning a lot about the fact that it's like and the reason why you sort of practice this thing you know this perfect chain of movements and and positions that you're doing is because when you actually start doing jujitsu with with this person uh it's sort of like you're kind of not going to be able to really actually do yeah. that you know what i mean but if you practice it doing it this perfectly the the more you're able to do that with resistance like the better the more effective it will actually be you yeah. know what i mean well it's like uh some people and and there's one or two guys in every every jiu-jitsu class you ever go to they'll drill the move twice all right got it done be like dude get the hell out of here <laughs> like you, you can't i have not mastered this move yet like you, my my goal is not to learn the move my goal is to learn the move so well that there's no way i can get it wrong like right but if you do it two times like you're not going to get it wrong got it there needs to be like a chain you need to <laughs> you need to drill it a million times no you need to drill it 50 times and then you need to have it like against a live partner put yourself in that situation live and then you need to test it out in a full match you know yeah. there's like live lines you need to go through to to improve your moves you can't just drill the move well, twice well it seems foolish in a way to sort of to, to assume that that's a binary right like if you just if you're learning a, a like if you're learning language and you're writing you're like okay I know what that word means and you're gonna probably have some ideas of like how that word can be used or, or whatever but it's about really just saying like now this is just part of an arsenal and this is part of a conversation with myself using these tools and with others that I'm going to sort of express and work on mm. and it's just going to be another variable in a broader sort of conversational element it's not something where it's like uh, you can't just pull a, a tab and be like okay I've got I've got this thing now and yeah, I've got right. it like yeah. that just seems like exactly. especially in something as fluid as jujitsu mm -hmm. uh, it just seems like a that, that would be a bad uh, right. way to think about it because <laughs> uh, I mean ultimately like even the people that are like specialists and say like whatever I'm, I'm the Kimura guy or I'm the armbar guy or whatever those people are still finding all kinds of nuance and yeah. and ways to set up that you know if that was a, again with the language sort of comparison like if it was mm. a word or a concept you're still finding different pathways to get there and you're yeah. you know or what there's there's no it's not binary yeah right you got yeah. it i mean like there's 50 million different positions in an armbar in and then like my philosophy is there should it should be like a tree if you have your base move as an armbar well what do they what do you do if they stack you and then you can draw a little branch out i do this right or what do they do if they if they turn this way there's answers to everything and you need to grow from there so you have a move and then you branch off different op options from there they could lead to more stuff or it could just be part of your a game but mm. it's really important to not learn this move and then a move over here and then a move over here it needs to all be branched together kind of like if you're looking at a puzzle if you have random pieces spread out across the board you're going to have no idea what you're looking at 
But if you get the all like the bottom right corner, you're like, oh, this is a lamp. Now I know what I'm doing. And then from there, you can build the whole the whole puzzle off your corner. You build outward, not just build random places. Yeah. Right? You build mm-hmm. outward. And sometimes like you're building a puzzle, you have a bre- like the corner. You'll have the bottom corner kind of done. And then you'll also be working on the top corner. And then you'll be working on something else, kind of like your B game. So you got your A game down at the bottom, you got your B game up top, <laughs> and then like the rest of the pieces are just kind of like what you've learned, what you're mm-hmm. what you're you're putting on the back burner. Not saying you can't learn it later. There's been plenty of techniques that I've been taught as a white belt that I was like, ah, and I didn't really adapt and incorporate into my game until I was like a blue or a purple belt. And then I was like, man, I've been really hitting this move I learned as a white belt all of a sudden just because I saw it for some reason like. You show up to class one day and it just feels right. Mm. It's a bizarre feeling, but some days you just show up to class and your muscle memories just align and everything feels right. And you can just all of a sudden hit a move that you weren't hitting last week. Mm-hmm. Like you're unlocking a move in a video game or something. <laughs> That's you know? cool. It's bizarre. So now, like, and I, don't, I don't recall if we talked about this the last time you were on, but do you have other sort of creative outlets or things that you do? Because like, yeah. for, for instance, like, and this is not required, but like I had a really f- interesting sort of quick uh, sort of Twitter interaction recently with uh, Jojo Calderwood, who's one of my favorite awesome. fighters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, basically just sort of asking her about like sort of, you know, just she's so creative as a fighter. Like, do you have other ways that you, you might be creative in your life? Because she's such a sort of an outside character, right? Uh-huh. Like she's not the normal run of the mill uh, embodiment of a normal fighter. Like she's quite an introvert and, mm-hmm. you know, all sure. that. Um, so anyway, but I was just curious about that. And she was basically saying like, like nothing like you know right. she, was, she was like uh i'm pretty good with uh you know uh gifts on twitter but that was it yeah some people especially on the highest level are just so driven to what they do that they don't do anything else uh-huh. uh like uh do you know the meow brothers are you familiar with the meow brothers they're uh-huh. jujitsu guys so they're these small jujitsu guys and there's an interview where they asked you know do you have any other hobbies besides jujitsu and they just straight up no Paula Meow this is the old story I heard Paula Meow chipped his tooth uh, training one day and he didn't want to go to the dentist to go fix it and uh, finally one of the the other students who happened to be a dentist at the school said hey Paula come to my come to my office I'll fix that tooth for free he's like well how long do I have to be out of training he's like not even that long just like three or four days and you're back into training he's like no thanks it's okay and he's still got that <laughs> stupid broken tooth to this day he's still got a messed up tooth because he didn't want to take three days off of training some people are so obsessed with the one thing <laughs> they do and that's totally cool yeah uh, I myself I do a little bit of other stuff uh, you know to be honest MMA does take nearly 70-80% of my time because I'm I'm not only training myself and, and becoming a better martial artist but uh, I'm also you know running a gym and, and worrying about all my students and mm-hmm. making sure my students are up to up to par and progressing as much as I am and uh, outside of outside of the sport I mean I, I, I like to play disc golf uh, I like to do you know, <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, I've played just about every sport there is I played baseball through college I uh-huh. love to play regular golf uh, it just costs too much money yeah, uh, mm-hmm. disc golf I really love I love to love to draw love to paint you know love to love art in general yeah. you know so like i've always been drawn to martial arts and art and, and the creativity side mm-hmm. i've never been a good test student kid i've never been good at sitting down in class and learning and taking yeah. notes and things like that Kine- all, kinetic learner correct yeah, yeah <laughs> kinetic learner you know so to speak but I, i've always been driven by you know creativity stuff I, before that i even i would actually play video games a lot 
Mm-hmm. And I played way too many video games growing up in high school, but I actually started a YouTube channel. I would make you know, nice. videos off that when I was a now kid. Now it's a career path for people. Yeah, yeah. Now, and man, it was kind of a bummer. My dad really discouraged me from doing that when I was a kid. I was like 16 or 17. <laughs> had 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. You could have oh, been Ninja. Wow. You could have oh, yeah. been the next Ninja. I, I know for sure. And I'm, I'm like, honestly, I'm better <laughs> at video games than I am at jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I kind of got discouraged by it. And like, uh, I was like, oh, it's not a real career path choice. So, I try to find something else, but it did lead me to MMA. It led me to coaching and things like that. Do you so. play uh, EA UFC? Man, to be honest, the only thing I play is Rocket League. Uh, What's I, that? I, so Rocket League is like uh, it's kind of like driving Hot Wheels cars mixed with soccer. So you're like it's like it's like <laughs> racing soccer. <laughs> uh, racing honestly, soccer. it's five minute games and it takes up you know. 10 minutes i play it for 10 20 minutes yeah put that's it cool. down and other than that i play some PUBG mobile on my phone it's it's like a, a war shooting game i play that with some buddies you know uh-huh. uh, from the gym but so you're not at risk of like disappearing into fortnite gaming no, no, for no, like no, the no. next six months and be like yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah. happened to logan no. oh, fortnite see and and like that's the problem is like i could do that no, <laughs> i right. could make that choice you know that it's there like when red dead redemption came out it was kind of bad like <laughs> it was I, was, kind of bad. I was arthur morgan for a month and telling <laughs> everyone to go down yeah. yeah. you know? so i've got to i've got to really like watch myself i'm a very like addictive person i have a very addictive <laughs> personality so i keep it on mma for uh-huh. the most part uh, because if any video game gets in my life like hardcore yeah. like, it's it's over man like all I'm gonna do is wanna play that video game that's all I'm gonna be thinking about yeah. so I keep it pretty much on MMA Jiu Jitsu that keeps me pretty healthy keeps me yeah. you know it, it's just helpful to be able to find something I enjoy but also something that's gonna help me in the long run it's like reading a self-help book you know you, you get enjoyment from reading but then also you're improving your life as well so mm-hmm. it's kinda like hitting two birds with one stone mm-hmm. you know Man, yeah, so, yeah, I guess I just wonder sometimes like about people that people that are holy and completely obsessed with fighting. There had to be something that they did before that that they were probably obsessed with or whatever. And then I guess I'm always curious about people that because you can't fight forever, right? Yeah. I mean, so you know, uh, you're gonna probably have some room in your life to sort of maybe reapproach those things, and yeah. it'd be interesting to sort of see like the before and the after because if you've gone through the practice of what you're doing physically on on such a ritualized basis and put yourself and your health and everything at stake you know for the sake of competition and all that i mean you know like i i I don't i'm not like a video game person but i wouldn't want to be in some weird gaming tournament with some dude that's like you think i'm worried about this like i'm used to getting punched in the face sure like you know or whatever usually that's the risk for me so like oh i'm you know my character doesn't have as many (laughs) guns now or like whatever (laughs) it definitely it definitely helps in public situations when somebody's whether it be threatening you or challenging you or or whatever maybe kind of do have that in the back of the mind i'll be like just do something man You know, so, uh, but honest, honestly, like, uh, there's some people that do get too obsessed and they don't have any other avenues that, and they just get burnt out, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, and that's easy to happen. Uh, I'm pretty good about making sure I take some time outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. But that being said, when I wake up at eight in the morning, I'm pulling up my laptop watching Gordon Ryan DVD, mm-hmm. you know, on guard passing. Like, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an all day affair with me. I wake uh. up and I'm watching videos. I go teach my first class. I come back, I'm watching more videos. Like, it's, it's a pretty big obsession, but I do make make sure I take some time, at least you know, daily, weekly, monthly, to to do stuff, do other things outside of the sport. Mm. You know, I wonder how much just singly YouTube is responsible for the exponential growth of combat sports from all sides, media, <laughs> from training to just YouTube alone. 
Yeah. It's yeah, kind of crazy to think about. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting too. You know, I, I find it to be kind of fascinating because I've done, you know, various, you know, martial arts since I was like a little kid. And I feel like, you know, there was a certain way, especially when you're talking about like traditional martial arts, like Taekwondo or something like that, like that, that whole milieu like that whole the way that whole thing goes down or used to go down anyway it was it was different than going to an mma gym you know with a with a coach you know and all that stuff yeah it's different and uh uh i do feel like a lot of the things that the the best stuff of that is still if you're going to a good gym you'll still find a lot of that a lot of the best qualities but it's it's less formal in many ways and things like that but um uh but i feel like um the you know the uh, the thing that was uh, interesting to me. What am I? I'm, I'm totally losing the, my train of thought about what I was trying to say. Taekwondo. What were you just talking about? <laughs> Traditional martial arts versus like more mainstream MMA gyms nowadays. Yeah, but what were you just saying? I was just talking. About, uh, <laughs> I totally uh, wiped out. <laughs> no, no, I was. I was just talking about. Uh, what was I talking about, Joe? It was something profound. Goodness what did he gracious. say? Do you remember what oh, he said? Man. Come on. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> oh, my God. We've all lost our train of thought. I completely lost my train of thought. I hear the music coming on. Does that yeah. mean something? Oh. I guess it means we're going to be done. I guess maybe I should just so shut we, up at this This is point. like the least graceful outro I know, in, I know. in the history of this whole thing. Do we, do we have five more minutes? Yeah, we, we have can, whatever we the hell do this. we want because uh, we're I've, the boss. I've, I've got nowhere to go, just so you guys know. I'm in no rush getting out of here. Okay. I'm going to go see that Us movie at 10, but until then. Is that tonight? Yeah. Oh, cool. Until then, though, I'm... Freeze a bird. That sounds. Uh, that looks like it's really good. I want to make sure we cover the UFC fights. Talk about the UFC fights, right? All right, let's just hit that real quick. Yeah. So, so, and we've we've covered uh, the the headline fight pretty well, and then we've also got a lot of fights on here that are like uh, okay, but a couple that I thought were interesting that we haven't really talked about um, is uh, so Alexis Davis is fighting Jennifer Maya. I mean, I just think Alexis Davis is cool as shit. Like she's she's veteran of all veterans. Uh, yeah. Do you have any insights or thoughts on that? Are you familiar? with these people you want me to say nice things uh no um if she if the if the division she was in wasn't so shallow she wouldn't be in the ufc yeah my personal opinion i I watched her fight the last time in nashville yeah yeah and and like everyone went and got beer and popcorn yeah like it was just Mm -hmm. it was one of the worst fights i've ever seen all right so Mm -hmm. so now everybody knows where to get beer and popcorn i just respect people like that that have just been she's been around the sport long time black bone jujitsu yeah tons of respect in terms of what she's done in, in terms of just her career uh, you know, yeah. That being said, but that's what it is. That being said, she's yeah. not going to be fighting for the title anytime soon. Yeah, and then you got uh, Random Marcos versus Angela Hill, which is a really cool yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Angela Angela Hill is really cool, man. She yeah. she was on the Ultimate Fighter a while ago, and she's really really good uh, striking things like that. She got choked out by Rose Namajumas in the finals. I want to say right, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and that Random right. Marcos is a badass too. She's really yeah. good. Yeah, she she used to train at TriStar, I think, and maybe she just doesn't anymore. I, I don't really I'm know, not but sure. but uh, she's got an eight six and one record. So she's one of those that's like had moments. Sure, there's certain fighters, right? That just like they get one, they lose one, they get one, they lose sure. one. Go figure. It's a fifty fifty sport. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> like, yeah, there's two yeah. people yeah. in a cage. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked everybody's record isn't twelve and twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it more impressive when you got a Ben Askren, a Khabib Nurmagomedov. You yeah. know, like mm. to the fact that Khabib's what is he twenty six and zero. Something like that. That's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to go two and zero. Like yeah. so so the fact that he's done that, man, is is incredible. Well, mm. I think Angela Hill's uh pretty well a badass too. I really like her 
just as a sort of an MMA character, right? Like her mm-hmm. commentary yeah. and her sort of insights on things, I think are really. Good. I think she could have a career as a, a, a probably an MMA media person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you uh, seen her uh, weigh-in stuff? She wears like a Dragon Ball Z scouter. Yeah. She does the, the, the Street Fighter stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's like cool. does like cosplay yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. She's character, man. So I mean, I, I just I, I, you know, these are fights where I don't really necessarily care about the the outcome, but but I would like to see Angela Hill do well in that fight, and I think that she'll. I yeah. think she'll pull it out. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And then otherwise, I mean, we've got a lot of fights on here that, like, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you who some sure. of these people are. Eric Shelton versus Jordan Espinosa. Don't know anything That's about okay. those guys. Do you know okay. these guys? They sound like good guys. They sound, they like, sound good like good guys. guys. I bet they're, they're in the UFC. I bet they're pretty good. Yeah. UFC Nashville. It's, it's unfortunate that like we don't get like bigger uh-huh. cards. Like I've, yeah. I've been to pretty much every UFC event here in the last. Are you going on Saturday? So, but I, I don't know if I'll be able to make it on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, it's weird, you know, uh, I don't want to say this too loud, you know, but it's like, it's kind of better just to watch it on television. You're not like, wrong. It's the best sport to watch on your TV. It's the best angles, man. Have you, yeah. Like, you know, it's watching it through a fence. That's so hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. People take out the fence factor. And when you're in the, if you're not in the front row, it, it's better to watch it on TV, in my yeah. opinion. Like, if you're in the, if you're in like the lower bowl of Bridgestone Arena, like, you're going to be looking up at the big, the big screen the whole time. Being yeah. like, watching the TV. Every time. Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. You're going to be looking up looking yeah the down, cheaper seats up. are actually the better seats yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah so it's not a bad sport to watch live what you should do is come to my fight april 20th i get you a vip <laughs> yes. table yes. sit ringside yes and oh, then you watch me from five feet away like that's the, that's that's the way about. to go that's different so, yeah so yeah. we've got vip tables available for our fights and then we've got some tickets as well that are pretty close uh, that are pretty affordable so how do you tell people how to get a ticket if they want to come see you fight yeah so you can contact jonathan ivy or the the uh, jonathan ivy cage fighting championship on facebook there's a couple different places where you can sell tickets i and hendersonville uh, am a vendor you can get tickets through me uh, or uh, again there's places if you're in different cities like that you can get tickets elsewhere mm-hmm. uh, so again there's VIP tables available that are ringside you know general admission tickets for $30 upgraded floor seats for 40 mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be a great show there's going to be a ton of great fights ton yeah. of championship fights uh, it's going to be a really great night you know Jonathan Ivy always puts on a, a, a great show mm-hmm. and, so. and you're the main you're the main, main event. event man let's do it so badass I'm excited <laughs> I'm, I'm so <laughs> excited, yeah, man. And, and so uh, Joe will have to be there, and then we'll. Are you going to make? Uh, we do we need to make like sort of bat themed t shirts oh, of some kind? I get you, or get something? you a Legion shirt, Joe. Get you a Legion <laughs> shirt. Make sure you get a Legion shirt from Sean. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Rip Legion. So get you a Legion shirt until until Joe gets like seven beers in. We'll be That's like, right. you got to take the shirt off if you're going to oh, be that disruptive. You Joe. won't want it. There'll be like. Be, there's gonna be a lot of people there with Legion shirts on. You're gonna see 68 people shirt Legion shirts. You're gonna be, like, I'm keeping this on. Let's go. Yeah, part of the team now. I want. I kind of want one of those hoodies. Yeah, get, get one of those too, man. And then how's, yeah. uh, you, uh, on Twitter, your handle is. I, actually, I don't have a Twitter, but I have an Instagram. I, I, I don't use my Twitter at least. Okay. If you mm. follow me, I wouldn't even notice. It's just your publicist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tag you all the time, and you never well, notice. I, 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 I think I posted it honestly for the bat hang. I, yeah. I literally made a made yeah. my Twitter back just to post the bat hang and yeah. get that viral, and yeah. then I like didn't use it again. So <laughs> you should be using uh, Twitter because it's the most fun MMA <sighs> medium. Uh, so people can follow you. 
uh, you know, even yeah. though you're not going to pay attention, even though they I'm can, not going to pay attention, they, they they can follow you at Jujitsu Logan. Yep, all one mm. word, Jujitsu Logan, and if that's on Instagram too, right? Yeah, and if on ju- on Instagram, Jujitsu Logan, J I U J I T S U Logan. Yeah, I hope you and, can spell Logan. And so, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then, how do people? Uh, you can mess train you can have me on Facebook. How do people train your gym? So again, Legion Jiu Jitsu Hendersonville. Check uh, check Matt. Uh, we've got three locations in Nashville and Murfreesboro with a uh, membership. You get access to all three locations. That's okay. pretty awesome. So you can find us on Instagram uh, at Legion JJHville uh, or on Facebook at Legion Jiu Jitsu Hendersonville. We'd love to have you in for a free introductory session, a free class, have you in and just show you what makes us different and why we're going to be the best growing team in the Nashville area. Bam. With a with a bar and coffee shop next door right. and, and a Brian record is, shop right. next door. So, uh, man, all we yeah. got is a furniture store next door. You're going to be just, it's going to be <laughs> all Henderson. That's nonsense. It's gonna, we got a Hobby Lobby and a furniture <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah. Well, Smack dab in the Over here middle. in East Nashville, you guys are going to have every hipster in the world uh, choking people out. I'm telling you, man. We're trying to get there. Yeah, we're, we're, there uh, somebody made a comment about that. They're like, they're like, hey, just give it like three months. This place will be full of man buns. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and to be honest, like, Sean can totally play to that crowd. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll put on his music and they'll start enjoying oh, it. Totally. They'll have a good time. We, yeah. have good, we have a good time there for we sure. We get pumped up to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> oh man, they, aren't they going to be there like this Friday? <laughs> right. I'm so excited. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> All right, but, hey, uh, really, thanks a lot. And you're going to come back again. I'd be happy uh, after to. we'll talk about your sec- for late first round, early yep. second round finish, and I'll then we'll the kind of go from there. there bring right. the belt. Yep. Oh, All right, shit. Logan. Joe, Guys. you got anything going on? Do I have anything going on? Uh, yeah, I just I just mailed off my photograph to the Art Fields exhibition, so that'll be in South Carolina, Lake City, South Carolina. The end of it's over like a week at the end of April to the beginning of May. All right. So I'm so that's like that that whole project is now finished for me. I don't because I don't think I'm going to make it to the exhibition, All but right. but I got my shit shipped off and I'm feeling good about it. All right, and I will be at the Frist tomorrow night. Uh, oh, if right, I get yeah. this episode out fast enough and you hear this, uh, I'll be at the Frist tomorrow night for the opening of this. Uh, connect disconnect photography show yeah sorry that i missed that 50 artists and i'm just one fiftieth of them mm-hmm. anyway all right awesome appreciate it take yeah. care in, in closing thank you guys so, so much for having me on yeah. i'd be happy yeah, to come by sure, on anytime thanks everybody who uh, tuned in to watch friends family team at legion jiu-jitsu fit rev i appreciate all your support thanks guys yeah all right peace Joe, do you remember what you were going to say yet? No, I totally blanked out. What was I talking about? Taekwondo. Okay, guys, I love the Art Fight podcast, and I listen to every episode even though I am a robot trying to sound like an actual person. I know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going. How can I help? Go to anchor.fm forward slash artfightpodcast. Click on the button, the big old button that says support this podcast. And once you get there, you'll have three options. You can just choose the lowest level. You're going to pledge 99 cents a month to to our production and and help us out. Again, anchor.fm forward slash artfightpodcast. Click on support this podcast. All right. Thanks, everyone.